previously on Doisp. Seraphina and friends, along with the tender-hearted centaur, Xanth, embarked on a quest to confront the orcs of the Woodland Mance, and at the last moment were ambushed by thorny doubles of themselves. I haven't thought of that old Woodland Mance in years. Another old half-elf, if you can believe there's more of us, said he built it to get away from distractions so he could study spells and whatnot. Of course, Neverwinter Woods never far from distraction. At least two circles of druids, barbarians, way more elves than you'd think. And that's even before we start talking about and counting all them pixies and fairies and centaurs and all kinds of such stuff causing mischief. That's likely why he got the not-too-bright idea to plant that Gothias tree in his damn living room. Well, there's some logic to putting down an evil tree to keep nosy spirits far away from your place. But, there's about half a hundred other ideas he could have come up with that don't involve corrupting plant life. But, if there's a safe and easy solution, leave it to a wizard to ignore it for something twice as risky and ten times as dumb. But then again, I don't gotta tell you that, now do I? Anyway, eventually, it got too big or he got too close and he ended up watering the tree the hard way. With his blood, I mean. That man sat abandoned for, <laughs> hell, most part ever since. Then, right before I forgot it was ever there, turns out the Mancarites of Talos moved in. If anyone can handle that Gothias tree, it's Granic the Green. Guess all told, not too much changed after all this time. Place still didn't see much visitors, though I wager the company they got now will make it quite an impression. My name's David. I'm writing this game. I'm with two other people. One of them is my lovely wife. What's her name? My lovely wife, Serafina Tealy. Yeah, that's the one. I definitely married one of them. <laughs> and I'm our... Eduardo, and I play Zamp. Well, yeah, this is a uh, D D. This is what we're doing. You're on this woodland manse quest. Some uh, some falcon guy that you met once, I think, is gonna handsomely reward you with a mystery reward if you um do a preemptive strike against these orcs which you're in the middle of but yes. more importantly you were looking on a mantle place and there was some some spooky uh literal stick figures with some blood and yeah. as soon as you left the room and she and jen got halfway into another room uh they came to life and snuck up behind you and in fact they've snuck so well that i think it's initiative time yay i'm excited a 10 how exciting um, I'm gonna roll for uh, Inverna now. Oh no, Inverna, you're the <laughs> closest. Um, Serafina, can you roll since you have control there? And I, I don't want to, I don't want to touch her. She's not mine. Um, yes. And then, last but not least, Shanjan, because he's in another room. At least he can hear our screams. <laughs> oh, why does he go first? <laughs> he never goes first <laughs> never do they get a sneak against us because hmm. that'll make sense as to why Shan he like hears us screaming so he turns around yeah that makes sense this little 
Twig Buddy is going to try to attack Seraphina. He's not your buddy. Oh, this has got to be the one that looks like Seraphina, right? That's the creepiest. Of course. With the little apple seed. Is it a big apple seed now? Ooh, yeah, maybe. Maybe it germinate it. A 15. a 15. I don't think that hits you, right, Seraphina? I don't think so. Uh, no, it doesn't. You're 18. Ooh, okay, girl. And then this other one's going to come over. Um, I think it's not going to attack Xanth. In fact, it's going to attack Inverna. I don't like that. 16 does hit her. She ooh, she does not have a great armor class. Yeah. We got to talk about that, Miss Ma'am. Mm. The final one. Ooh, that one does not hit, though. So oh. now, at least you three definitely know of these, uh, let's call them twig blights, that are attacking you from behind. Um, so I feel like what happens is Shanjan um, gets real spooked and he does like the shaggy and he's like, whoa, it starts like running. In <laughs> um, but Love technically it. we have a bunch of people standing in each other's way. So um, I'm going to have him only use his movement and use an action uh, or hold his action. Sorry. And what he's going to do, there's a wall there in between Xanth and Shanjan. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because Inverna's in the hallway. So what I'm going to have him do is hide behind that wall and wait mm. for a signal to perform his action. That makes sense. Zamp! Um, so I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is happening? Why are they not hitting me? So he thought that was pretty weird. Mm. He knows better than to like run in the middle of everything. He's going to do Zephyr Strike. And it says, you move like the wind. No opportunity attacks can hit you. Um, and he's going to save the extra bit of it. But just to let you know what it says, David, once before the spell ends, you get advantage on one weapon attack roll. So the the spell is on essentially for one minute. It's con- it's a concentration spell. Mm-hmm. I love this spell. It's such a fun range mm-hmm. of spell. So just for that visual, I feel like you can see he like does something with weird with his hands. And you can see like his hindquarters like glow for a second. It's like a weird, like weird. Why is he glowing? And then you see him like not a leap, but like push forward Mm -hmm. and turn around quicker than you've ever seen him because you've never seen him do this. Mm -hmm. So now he's like ready and he's going to pull his like sword and shield. And like now he's up and like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to do this weird centaur fighting thing. Oh, I love Um, it. Yeah, that was a bonus action. So he would like to take one swipe at um, with his sword. Twenty-four. Yay! How exciting! That for sure hits. Which one were you hitting? He's gonna hit the one that is over by Inferna. Is that the one that looks like Shanjan, or it looks like her? I don't know. What What do you think? I feel like the first one would go for her first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm assuming the one that's directly in front of her is the one that looks like her. Is that okay? That sounds good to me. Okay, so he'll hit using that psychic damage. So, wow, that was more than I expected. I think that's a 14 damage, right? Yeah. So that shatters it into a million pieces. Oh god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he wants to look in it. He, you know what? He's going to take it for safety. He wants to look at Inverna and see if she's okay. Uh, she actually is grimacing right now. And she actually takes some psychic damage from that. Um, Not a lot, though. The minimum amount. I don't know if you can see what I just rolled. but yeah, Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so because he knows psychic damage, 
could he tell that it was like a little psychic damage? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So he's going to take a, a risk and he's going to look at Serafina and, and whisper, sorry. <laughs> and he's going to do his second attack on the, the, the one, the one that looks like Serafina. Mm -hmm. Is that okay, David? Yeah. Oh, man. Great. Yeah. So he's got his shield up and he's like, no, I don't like these splinter toe things. <laughs> I hate them mm -hmm. so much. Um, so when he turns around, when he turns around, he does, because he remember, he holds it, he's left-handed. Mm -hmm. So what he does is he does, like, rears, like, where he bounces up, mm -hmm. thing that he's doing. It's a weird dance, if that makes sense. <laughs> I love it. Um, and he does it so quick, now that it has that extra, like, Zephyr Strike damage. Mm -hmm. He's like, and you see it, like, winding and just, like, swiping. Mm -hmm. Well, I got some good news for you. Yes? That one also explodes into a bunch of little pieces. Wow. Just very okay. satisfying, like crunch of these uh, creatures. <laughs> okay, good. I was, I mean, I'm still scared. <laughs> Ooh, oh, wow. and Serafina, you uh, only one. Thank goodness. Also, feel just like kind of a ice cream headache. Oh, my I poor like friend. It. Sorry, I gave you psychic damage. He really and, does say that out loud. He's like, sorry. <laughs> and Serafina, it's actually your turn now. So there's just one left that's uh, kind of trying to bite. Invern over there, and it kind of looks like um, Shanjan. Oh, maybe it's got like a little that little uh, horseshoe thing that's on his forehead, like carved into it to mm. look like him. Okay, I'm gonna attack this one. I guess maybe my rapier. Go for it. Hmm. It would be fancy for sure. It's the first time you're using your dragon blessed rapier. Yeah, oh, very good. Yeah, you end up crunching this one too. Yeah. If you want to describe that however you want. Um, so she takes her rapier out and this is the one that looks like Shanjan, right? Yeah. Okay. And she says, You have no luck of Timora left. Mm. And then takes her um rapier and slices it right through the little same symbol that's on Shanjan's forehead. The horseshoe. Oh yeah, nice. And and it just like splits in two and this crumbles on both yeah. sides. Yeah. I love it. As soon as this last one dies, you just hear like bolt of lightning struck like right outside the window, basically. It feels like. But it's very loud. It deafens you for like a second or two. Well then that's even more of a signal. I think um Shay J goes, Hoo! just pops real loud. Um, yeah, I think he comes around the corner and is just like yeah. My head and ears hurt. Mm -hmm. And Inverna um, like shrugs off twigs, twig marks and bites. And um, she's going to go down this hot dog hallway. Mm -hmm. And now that he's seen these twig people heading out, he is not into having his shield and sword at his side anymore. So now he's consistently prepped for the next minute. Yeah. And I think uh, Serafina probably at this point is just like, well, uh, we got those guys out of the way. I think it's time to move down the hallway. Moving on down the hallway. Down on the hot dog hallway. You know? <laughs> of course. Or where you want to be. is going to follow the path of the wall because she's smarter than the average bear. And Shanjan is going to be wherever... He's always in the middle. So wherever Serafina ends up, that's where he will <clears throat> adjust to accomplish. Uh, accompany her. Soon. So 
a, f- a few things happen. First of all, this there's a person chanting in here. A person? Yeah, there's. Remember, you're hearing some chanting before. No, it's no, no. Yeah. Uh, you say person, but in my mind, I say six different languages. Mm, <laughs> what mm-hmm. type of person would you like them to be? <laughs> well, it's a half orc. Oh, are they chanting in orc? Yes, they're chanting in front of you. So, um, oh, he's actually very sexy. All right, there he is. Oh, cool. He looks nicer with clothes on. I like his bird. Yeah, he does have this little bird. Um, does I he guess have horns more... like me? Um, yeah, why not? I like that. Yeah, horns. Oh, then we're about to make a friend is what I'm saying. So some some things of note, he is covered in blood. Um, like and friends. there is this... Um, can you see that little lightning bolt pattern on the floor? Um, yes. Yeah, there's a big lightning or three lightning bolts, in fact. And oh, it's probably very obvious that oh, that lightning strike that just happened. Oh, it it was in this room and probably him. I think maybe his eyes are like glowing yellow, like as if lightning is within him. Okay. Um, I guess he's probably more in the center because he's doing this ritual. There is like a dead and open door over here that he's standing over doing this uh, ritual toward. I guess he has stopped doing this uh, chanting as you guys were coming in here, as specifically after this uh, thunder strike, and he just kind of turns to you, kind of nonchalantly. I suppose you're Serafina the Teeny. Your name precedes you. Okay, so Serafina like pulls out her uke- like her magical ukulele, and kind of like covers her uh, body with it, almost like in a defense mode, and says thank you kind sir and she kind of like you know gently bows to him and she says one day i'll sing a song about your greatness but may i ask how do you know about me and who has that um mace right now do we figure it out is it in fact xanth i'm holding it it's on my like hind i like latched it so it's visible i'm not hiding it and he kind of and this bird is oh maybe he feeds it some kind of little thing Oh, some of this blood, disgustingly. And the, the bird loves it. Um, just as he's talking. And he says, oh, I, My colleague, Narox, told me about Butterskull Ranch. And then he points at the uh, the mace and says, Ah, and I see you. Is this... And he squints. Is this Xanth? Hmm. Well, he's taken um, Moesco's mace, it seems, hasn't he? I suppose you're responsible for that as well. And she responds, I am responsible. And uh, you clearly are relatives. And she kind of like looks around and sort of like looks at his horns and his teeth and his tusks. And but then, you know, kind of like sizes him up and says, but you're much bigger than that. Perhaps we could find some sort of friendship throughout this. And she's like, just kind of like looking him up and down and inspecting him and then looking at the bird and maybe turns her shoulder and says, Sam, that bird has a really pretty eyes, just like you. He's still kind of wired because it's only been like 15 seconds. So he's still like moving, but he like slows down for a second to go, yes, I noticed the horns as well. And he asks him, what kind of bird is that? (laughs) Yeah. And he just kind of, uh, turns his back to you, not really disrespectfully, but almost like, oh, I am not even worried about you. 
right. um, and kind of goes into this like like disgustingly into this boar gore. Oh my god, the boar gore, beautiful. <laughs> um, like the viscera down here. Oh, you're a fan of Troc too. And he kind of pets him, messing up all of his feathers. It's just all bloody now. Right. And he's like, I wouldn't say a fan. And and he like he presents his horns in a way that he normally wouldn't with pride. So he like shakes them openly. Or he's down doing this, and then he looks over, just awkwardly making eye contact as he's going through this boar, and just um, uh, we weren't kin, thankfully. He's he was a handful. I <laughs> well, I won't. I'll deny this if you tell anybody, but I'm quite glad to see him go. He had some strange ideas about things. I. Sure, you've figured that out if you're the one who uh well took care of him. No, he and I saw he was part of our I don't know, circle, I suppose, but uh, we were all wary of him at this time because this has been about a minute, right? That he's been talking. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna Xanth is now chilling down, his like Zephyr Strike is turning off or whatever, and he's uh put he's gonna put his sword down, but he's gonna keep his shield at his side. Mm-hmm. Like openly, like mm, I don't trust you, but I'm not going to hurt you right now. And he's actually going to take a step forward because he's a hunter. He, I feel like this is kind of presentational for the half work. Whatever he's doing, he's smart enough to know that we don't know about it. But I've lived in the woods. I know what it's like to hunt. I know what it's like to eat. I know what it's like to cook my own food and rip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I know whether or not they're vegetarian. I think they're omnivores. I think they eat anything, really. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's not stepping closer, closer. He's just stepping in an unafraid pose. Mm-hmm. What are you doing right now? Um, I believe this is a religious right, is it not? And he kind of uh, smiles and then I think just smears the stuff over his face and stands back up. And Oh, and he does have those little tusk weapon things. Or maybe he, he didn't have them and he puts them like he puts them on now. Yeah. He equips them or whatever. He kind of smiles, especially at this hunter's display of almost like intimidation kind of thing. Yeah. We're all posturing at this point. Mm. Yeah. You can see the white teeth over his like all red face. It's like very disgusting. I really want to bring that home. <laughs> um, oh, and his glowing eyes still. And he says, it's actually uh kind of dependent on you. I didn't know if Serafina, the teeny was here to, do the same thing to me or to actually help us since we have common cause. I had reason to fear that you might be here to do the same. So I was taking some precaution. Is that, and he, he's openly like, is that the spell work that we see with these brittle um, wooden beasts? Yeah. And maybe you notice for the first time, there's all these uh, thorny bushes. Bundles. Yeah. And he kind of maybe, and there's a bunch along this wall here. Oh, yeah, there's two doors over here. I didn't mention that, but uh, I ain't worried about no doors. There's a half orc in the room. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, you catch um, that he kind of glances over to these. And it's just like, oh, they're not all that brittle. So I think Xanth looks down at Teeny, and he like acknowledges her bravery. He's seen her do good things, and he doesn't think he's like he's registering this. Like if you looked into his eyes, no, no magic. He like trusts you. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts, he's going to hook his, um, shield back up and he, um, says, you know, my name, I don't believe we've met before. May I have yours, please? Uh, maybe he looks down at his hands that are, he's holding these tusk weapons. He's like, oh, well, 
I would shake, but no, my name's Granick the Green. Granick the Green. Uh, I, I hope that deals with nature. Green, a last name like yours. Do you grow plants? And I think he just um, smiles again, that weird smile. You'll forgive me if I move past the pleasantries. I want to know if Serafina the teeny is here to finish her work against the orcs here, or are you here to help us defeat Cryovane the dragon? So that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> so Serafina, hearing this, um, takes her ukulele or magical ukulele, sure. kind of lowers it and puts it by her side and says, Sir Green, <laughs> I humbly come before you not as a warrior, but as a bard and a friend. I am not of this world to fight and kill. As you can ask any of my friends, I'm one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet. Again, like I said, I'll, I'll even sing a song about you one day. But due to the circumstances at Butterskull Ranch, I had no choice but to use my warrior strength against them. And I promise I only do that in the most dire of circumstances. My friends and I have only come here because we're in search of a dragon. And I do not come here to seek vengeance or hurt anyone else. And maybe she just kind of like, you know, bows a little bit and holds out her hand to see if he'll take it. Yeah. And like I said before, his his hands are full. So he, he maybe looks down and doesn't actually take your hand. But he does say, that's quite good news. I, Although you don't seek vengeance, there, there are many that do. Uh, against this dragon in particular that moved people out of their homes. It's been causing all sorts of chaos, especially to our brethren. And he kind of does one of these motions like, oh, look behind you. And you'll see back here at least one orc. It's the big old orc warrior too. Just based on that picture, you can tell he's pretty grizzled, but he's sort of moving. And you can see probably people behind him, maybe. Maybe not Serafina based on her angle, but maybe Xanth. Uh, there's some orcs out there. And this is when Inverna kind of uh, maybe grabs your shoulder, not like to hurt you, but like tighter than she should. Maybe she does accidentally hurt you. And she's like, what in the Sam hell are you doing here negotiating with these orcs? You think they're really going to help us kill a dragon? They're going to backstab you the second we stop this conversation. Get that rapier out and do what we came here to do. He will look over and say to Teeny, the people of the woods always protect their own. They protect their space, their livelihood. The orcs have been a part of these woods for as long as I can remember and have even heard. A lot of dangerous things happen to them as much as it happens because of them. Right now, I think it matters that we find a way to defeat a common evil. Did you know that the gnomes were attacked, Branagh? He kind of makes a face. Um, he's like, well, I hadn't heard that, but I have no qualms with the gnomes. I'm sorry to hear it. Well, they've, they've attacked uh, several of these orcs from in their home. And when they escaped even more, 
I, I'm not surprised that Cryovane took these gnomes too. If we don't put our differences aside, maybe looks at Inverna and do something quickly. Who knows what this dragon's going to do? It seems to me that we are losing allies by the minute. We all need to face the dragon. We all need to do it together. We were sent here to this manse to figure out where the death and corruption was coming from. It doesn't seem that you are in league with the dragon. Is that true? And yeah, Granik just kind of laughs. Like, And then I think Serafina would at this point maybe turn to Inverna and kind of get in almost like the middle between Granik and Inverna and look at them both and look at Granik first and say, I hope you understand one day that I did what I had to do at Butter Skull Ranch. But as a warrior and a soldier in the Great War, I've had to learn to do what I needed to do to protect the people. Just the same. And then she looks at Inverna and says, sometimes as a warrior, you also have to put down your sword when needed and make an ally in order to fight the common enemy. And Inverna, you of all people know the devastation that a dragon can bring all parties, not just the ones you love, but even your own enemies. Maybe it would be worth it for us all to just fight together on this side before everyone dies. And I feel like Shayjay does more of a physical reaction. Um, it's the three of them kind of like huddled. I feel like she still has her arm, a hand on her arm. And JJ does like a, he's gonna like do this to Inverna, like a, a sweet motion of friendship. It's not romantic obviously, but it's like a, we're talking, like let us talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think her reaction is, um, looks like angrier than, than, I mean, you've ever seen her and you've seen her very angry. I mean, that's her kind of standard facial Loki. expression. <laughs> Maybe she does put her hand like on um, promise, you know, like the hilt of her sword for a second. And there's like a few, like a second maybe or two of, oh, she's she about to like just fight all of us. But then she kind of lets it go and kind of does this thing where she like flexes her hand like over the hilt and kind of puts it at her side, just looks at you. And she's like, well, you're the boss, you know, leans up against the wall. Yeah. Sulking basically. Uh-huh. And just kind of puts her hat down and doesn't even look at like what's going on here. So um, Xanth feels real bad because he knows what it's like to like lose family and he gets the feeling, even though he doesn't completely understand that Inverna's lost something kind of like intense family, friend, lover, whatever. Um, so he kind of like wants to make it quick teeny. And he like points down to their leader and, and he says, she is trying her best to gather people of all different types clearly to fight this dragon. And he kind of looks uh Feeny up her yeah, uh, Seraphina up and down. He's like, mm, well, I don't know. I don't know if I can commit to that. I will tell you though, we already have a plan that's in motion here. I would love to call on you to help us. We actually or in the midst, the circle and me included, of summoning a champion of Talos. I don't know if you've heard 
Gorthok the Thunderbore, but it's a fabled creature that will be able to defeat Cryovane. So he looks, um, Xanth looks down at the gore and the sacrifice that was necessary to even get a thunder strike in this room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's putting two and two together and he says, what type of sacrifice would you need to make for your people to bring this champion? He smiles. Then I think he starts laughing too. He's like, <laughs> puts his hands up uh, like, Oh, d- no more sacrifices needed. We have, we have everything we need. Although spell casting ability could speed up the process significantly. And he kind of looks at your, uh, are you using your ukulele or your loot right now? Uh, maybe my loot. Yeah. So he looks at your loot. That's obviously magical. He's like, I've, I've heard stories about that. If you can help us out, we can summon Gorthok looks in, looking at Xanth and shrugging, perhaps even taking your lead together with Gorthok. We can defeat this dragon easily. David, what do you think about him? Um, flexing a little bit. Uh, yeah. What do you have in mind? I'm trying to think of something that would be a physical demonstration without attack. We're not trying to attack him. I'm sorry. I'm not like trying to showing, throw us off. Like right. showing some sort of like power. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So instead, um, Xanth is going to have like blow something up. Do it. Show it. Like <laughs> all the whispers around him. And instead he's going to bat them away. And he's going to say, I appreciate your offer. We don't want to assist you specifically with this boar because we're not sure if you can control him. And that's like, he's purposely being like in Verna's voice, his like adoption of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is the first time he's being like a dig. Yeah, that definitely makes him a, let's see, how would I describe this facial expression? Like a, excuse me kind of thing. Gosh. And maybe the bird squawks to you like, Mah! like one of Covered these. In blood. <laughs> Yeah. And he says, Granak says, uh, uh, I've lived many, many summers. There's absolutely no question that we can control this champion. I've been working my entire life to get this champion. There's nothing I've studied or wished for or learned about more than getting Gorthog here. And now he finally has a purpose. And with the help of your magical aid, we can bring him here even faster and control him even better if that's what you're worried about. Seraphina can kind of piggyback on that as well. And once again, do this sort of like humble bow in front of him and says, you know, kind of like more quietly and like looks over her shoulder and says, now my elven friend was wronged by many of your kind. So please understand that she doesn't mean any disrespect but we've been attacked along the way when all we really want to do is get rid of this dragon now i think that we could help each other and if we can come to terms i promise you no harm will come to you or any of the orcs that help us through this battle grand x response to that is um oh don't don't worry about that her kind has fought my kind for generations and we'll do it for more generations to come. That's something I gave up on worrying about long ago. Maybe he motions to these orcs in the hallway out there. Those kind folks were just living on their mountains, trying to live their lives. And this dragon came and killed most of them and the survivors trying to make a home down here. And 
everywhere they look, people are attacking them just for mm. stories they've heard. So I'm going to let her do her thing. If she wants to hate us, I don't care. I just want to get rid of this dragon. And if you can help me, that's great. And if you don't, if you come here to attack us like so many others, well, then I've got lots of measures to deal with that too. Um, so Xanth feels the so many dangerous things happening around us all the time, but <laughs> yeah. we all have like an agreement that the dragon is the main problem right now. Um, does he know an oath? Because he knows orcs are very prideful. They seem to be beholden to each other's word. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel especially because you have um, orc is your favorite kind of enemy, right? Correct. It's my, yes. I feel you definitely know an oath and you can just tell me about it. I'm open to that. That sounds awesome. He's going to step up to the the boar itself. And he's, because he's still kind of in that area, right? Yeah, where the sacrifice boar is? Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's going to literally put his, like, in his hands, mm-hmm. just put gore guts in it. Um, and he's going to rip out whatever intestine or whatever thing is there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to, so this is something he normally wouldn't do. Um, but, you know, they have tusks usually at the bottom or the top. Yeah. Um, so he's going to grab it and show his teeth and rake it like this, like across. Mm. And he's going to throw it back down. And the, whatever's on his teeth, he's going to smear up. And um, he he lets it touch his horns as well. Like he, he can see that he's making like a, it's not a sacrifice that he made, but he's making an oath, a pact, a warrior's like truth, you know? And he says to him, I don't represent my friends. I I represent a person in the forest who wishes this dragon gone. If you can bring a champion and control him, then we will help you with this. And he like leans down, kind of like looks, not at Inverna's feet, but like leans down and looks in the direction of where Inverna is. I know that we are valiant warriors. We are more than capable of helping you control this champion. But we need you to understand you follow us. And he never is serious, but he's making it like serious. Um, and he um, he offers his like arm and it's still kind of like covered with the blood and all that. And I think with this little uh, ritual oath thing that's going on, he looks uh, as if you did that in front of me. David, he's yeah. very confused. He's like, excuse me. And then I think this, uh, orc comes, oh, steps out of the one. hallway. Yeah. The, Cause he, to remind you, Granik is a half orc. Correct. And this, I guess full orc or whatever older fellow comes out the warrior's oath, but probably an orcish. So maybe you're the only one who can actually understand it anyway, just like very solemnly, you know, like and Granik after hearing that, it's just like, Hmm. Well, all right. Yeah, he 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 puts that little uh, tusk weapon, which is probably a big deal. Like he stows it and actually grabs your hand, you know, like a like a shake. And he says, "We're we're willing. The circle and I are willing to do whatever we can to help these folks out, these refugees. But just like you, I don't speak for my circle. But you have my promise, at least. Good. That makes it even more of an intense. And he said that in orc. No, Granik says that. Granik says that. Okay. Yeah. But the big orc, he takes a look at him um, and squints his eyes and nods his head like this. And when he does it, he's purposely doing that eye thing he does 
So um, when he looks at the orc, um, he's reading whether or not they will understand that they have to follow us. Yeah, how do you go about getting that across? I don't think he repeats it again. I don't think he does the whole sacrifice again. Take his arm up and like bite his uh, forearm. And I don't think he'll like blood will spit or whatever, but he's showing him uh, orc teeth is the, yeah. the husk or, or the tusks or whatever. And he's going to not gallop, but like walk over to the orc. And as he's walking, he's like, do you understand what this means? Do you understand that as a warrior, we fight this dragon? Whatever happens after is something between you and the rest of the, the, the forest. But as a representative of the forest, you know, he's making a point. We don't want us to, 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 to freeze to death. You know, you're doing that to this uh this other orc right yeah he's making he's he's showing him like i just did it this is your chance but he's not afraid the orc is how tall like seven feet tall they're real tall right yeah something like that who knows he's like um we've pledged ourselves to this circle the only people who said that they would help us if you want to help us too consider the teeth rippers your friends does he take my arm yeah, sure. I don't have tusks as you do, but I do have horns, and these horns are my honor. Mm. Um, mm. So he's going to lean forward and hopefully, like, make it a point of saying that the tusks will like touch his horns. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, do they do this? Is it okay? Yeah. He's like, we're friends now, basically. Yeah. So then, um, with the ceremony complete. He's gonna as he's walking back towards the um, center-ish. Um, he passes by Inverna and like glances at her. He's not trying to be like rude or mean. He's just trying to say, "I'm trying." You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's completely ignoring everything or trying her hardest to try- ignore everything. Can and he this- say it um, in Sylvan? It's like sister cousin language, but. Yeah, essentially, he says in Sylvan, "I'm trying." That's all he says. He's not trying to be rude or anything. Yeah, that ritual is kind of like, oh, this is how I don't know tribes or clans of orcs would kind of ally themselves. Yes, it's kind of how they're viewing it, the tooth rippers at least. But I want to know what Serafina's doing during all this. Like, what what are you up? What are you thinking? What are you doing? I'm doing weird blood stuff. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> You've never people are walking around. Too. People are sulking. Yeah, people are sulking and uh, are getting bloody. <laughs> these two are having like a moment, right? As I'm like speaking orcish, you don't understand what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing a, a weird handshake. <laughs> weird? This is gruesome. <laughs> I feel like Serafina definitely would take her hand and I guess just reach down to the floor and grab some blood Mm -hmm. and in unity she would take it and she would you know look around and uh maybe just take the blood on the floor and then just put two on two little dots on her shoulder so Mm -hmm. that it's like staining her clothes then kind of looks up at her friend sir green and just like Mm -hmm. takes it and rubs it across her forehead and looks around and says, but like to him, but also to Inverna and to Shanjan and say, as much as being a bard is my passion, 
the survival of the all creation is within my power. Mm-hmm. And therefore I will put aside any past in order to create a future where all of us could live free of dragons. Then makes like a whole show of like, I'm with you with the blood. And then uh, at this point stands back and maybe takes her loot out and starts playing a, t- a little melody. And yeah. I feel like um, Shay J is super impressed because he's like blood all over your clothes. Like I've never seen you do this. Have you done this in front of them before? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, Shay J and her have went through battle together. So I'm sure there's a lot of weird you know, crazy things that they did yeah. together. Yeah. And to remind you, that was a, a war against orcs where they had um, allied with uh, white dragons, these ice mm-hmm. dragons, two of them. So those were different orcs though, right? Mm-hmm. Shay J, I think will follow you into the inferno. And that was a purposeful word, mm-hmm. um, but he also really likes inferna. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't know what to do. He's like sitting in the middle, looks back and forth. No, I like that. Maybe he goes to try to talk to her, maybe in the background while this is going on. Yes. And Inferno just like very cold shoulder, like the definition. He might that. just try to as um, kind of emotional support, just like pretend to sulk next to her, but it doesn't yeah. seem to at least outwardly help her. Yeah, no, that's so hard. So yeah, I think everyone's allied now, right? So to make a couple things clear, just in case. All right. Well, if that's the choice you made, I guess it'll be peace. But before peace, we have a lot of work to do. You four, if uh, she wants to stay, if you want to clean up, you're more than welcome to stay here and we can start this tomorrow. Won't take me long to get there. The circles should already be guarding it anyway. So he's mentioned the circle a lot. And um, do I know anything about it? Yeah, it's just the other um, half-orc anchorites that worship Talos. I can say you can pick that up through, like, context. Yeah. Like a druid circle, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah. Does he see any of those people in the room? Does he, is it just him that's the representative for them? Yeah, he's definitely representing them. He says uh, there's a site not too far from here that we have everything set up. I feel like Xanth... Um, because he's been taking the lead in this particular religious like right, he will stay in the room and let the other three have a conversation about what just happened because it's so personal to them. Um, and mm-hmm. he wants to get down to like, what spells do you need? What kind of magic do we, so he's like not writing, but he's like taking the notes that they need. Yeah. If that makes sense. So that the three of them can have their, like closing conversation for the night. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is like a few minutes later, <laughs> Xanth and at least Fenia have like cleaned the blood, like gross <laughs> blood off them. Right. And yeah, where do you think, I mean, now you kind of have full reign of this house. This area is like a library, like a oh. ruined kind of library. So maybe this would be the ideal place. Yeah. it's centrally located. It has an exit. So yeah. And this is a, it kind of goes up. It's like that Beauty and the Beast kind of library, you know, where it's two stories in this whole room. There's little, like, broken ladders, and it's... A lot of these books are destroyed and out of use. There's probably not to look at, but... And there's a little staircase that... Yeah. So you can go up to the... uh, What's that? Like a mezzanine? Mm -hmm. It's, like, up there. Like, another kind of platform if you want to go to the top story, but... 
I don't want to be disrespectful, but I took a lot of choice away from Inverna. So she might be a little bit mad at me. Mm-hmm. Inverna is mean? not going to, she's not going to like anything that happens no matter what. We're not going to convince her of anything. Mm-hmm. I think all four of them can have this conversation together. Cool. Okay. Um, so Xanth, knowing not as much as he would like to know, um, essentially we're tired, we're tuckered out, we need to go to bed so we can be ready for spell work tomorrow. Um, so Xanth, after he like leaves the orcs, kind of like his shoulders like lessen and he gets like a little more exhausted because he hasn't spoken so much, he hasn't had so much conversation before. Now he's speaking like three languages in five minutes. Mm-hmm. His little like ears are like buzzing all the time with suggestions and questions. So you see him, he literally is in the corner, mm-hmm. like not looking at the books, but maybe touching them, kind of like giving him um, what? tactile. Yeah, something to like distract his mind. So I think Serafina would just approach it very point blank as she usually does. And just, you know, she always she also knows that Shanjan's gonna be on her side no matter what. And um she looks at the two of them and says, um, you two have been my most trusted companions over the past couple of years. And although I know this is a precarious and risky situation that we've found ourselves in, we've had to make deals in the past in order to uh, keep our safety and sometimes even barter for safety in certain situations. Far be it from Shanjan and myself to even have to side with orcs after everything we've been through in the war. But when it comes to this dragon, we need to all figure out how to work together in order for us to get out alive. I don't see any other choice. I think if you all are willing to do this one huge favor for me, I know the strong heart ways I'll do a favor for you in the future. And you know, I will because of all the things that I've done for you all in the past. And you have to look at it this way. We have Xanth by our side. We have magic and we have works that are willing to work with us. I think that this is the best situation for everyone right now. And we just have to put aside our looks where we came from and our past history together. Yeah. And I, th- I think uh, even though you directed that to Inverna, I think Shanjan kind of speaks up. He's like, yeah. And almost, for Inverna's like almost speaking to her more, you know, but he's technically speaking to you. He's like, Feeney, you and I just saw so much, you know, stuff in that the war of the silver marches with, with all those orcs, just really doing some awful things. And we had to do us and people we were helping had to do some pretty bad things too. That's just kind of how war works. We're really glad to, for it to be over. Um, and I'm sure they were too, you know, and we're not in a war now. So, these people are just trying to not get eaten by dragons. They, at the end of the day, they just want to go about their lives just like us. You know, we can't really judge all of them. Right, Serafina? That is true. We've met a lot of different creatures along the way. And if we were to judge all of them, I guess we wouldn't all be together, would we? And she kind of like looks all around at every, literally like Shanjan 
Inverna, Xanth, and says, um, if y'all hadn't taken a chance on me, we wouldn't even be here working together now, would we? And holds out her hand to both of them, like kind of just like palms up, like reaches out to touch both of them. Maybe okay. turns around and looks at Xanth and tries to motion for Xanth to come over too. Well, yeah, before that, Shane Jan just without hesitation, like grabs your hand and Verna just kind of looks at it. Feeny, there's uh, one thing about taking a chance and there's one thing about expecting the sun to rise every day. It's something you know in your gut that's going to happen. Just like I know if you go marching off with these orcs and they're going to stab you in the back. I'm telling you as a friend and God damn me. I think you're my only friend left. And I think just the, uh, the emo thing again, she does have that like tear roll down. Um, Xanth is going to step forward uh, around that time that she's ending what she's saying. Um, and he sees them like weirdly holding hands. And he's like, well, mm -hmm. why are these different sized people like <laughs> making a change? <laughs> and he sees the tear and he like squints his eye at it. And she's not hidden her emotions, but like she hides the physical. Does that make sense? Like he can still see and hear. Mm -hmm. uh, so he steps up to Inverna and he like bows his head like he normally does. And he says in Sylvan, he says, um, Lady Night Breeze. He doesn't say her first name because he's like, let me respect this woman real quick. Mm -hmm. Lady Night Breeze, and then he says the rest in common because he knows she doesn't speak Sylvan. Mm. I just saw a risk in front of us, you know, as you say, and wanted to twist it to our own fate. And he looks at Shanjan when he says that, like, you know, luck. And he, and he looks down to Feeney and he says, our hearts are stronger than our minds. And I feel like your heart was showing in that room you had someone in front of you that you burned in your mind the instant that you saw them. A passion of hate, a passion of indiscretion. You would have destroyed him based off what he looked like. And he still bowed down. He's not looking at her eyes when he's saying this, but he's gonna lift his eyes up now and he's gonna say, all of us together are more than capable of going beyond what our past is. Um, and he wants to put his hand up. So he like starts that gesture, but sees the hands and doesn't feel right. So instead he puts it to his chest and he says, um, I believe that you are more powerful than that passion for destruction. I believe you're more powerful than that fear or, or hate that you have inside of you. We have an opportunity here to really change the nature of this world. I selfishly ask you for help. I selfishly ask you to help me protect this forest. Teeny may be your leader and JJ may be your friend, but I'm asking personally to please Inverna, Lady Nightbreeze, help me. He needs her to understand that he took away that choice earlier, and no matter what she says now, he gave it back to her. And I think she kind of understands that. And she says, um, 
Well, you, you don't have to worry about my honor. I used that up a long time ago. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> you know it's up to you, Serafina. I ain't going to brain on your parade none. I'm just telling you, if you go on this path, you're going to get hurt. I've seen it a hundred times. I'm begging you not to, but if you got to do it, you got to do it. I ain't going to try and talk you out. You the boss, like I always say. Serafina looks up at Inverna and says, you're right. I could get hurt. I've been hurt lifetimes over and over again from my childhood to the war to even this past year of our adventures together. But I'd still rather break my own heart than hurt any one of you. And if that means that I need to walk into the mouth of my own enemies, then so be it. Because what did I say? And then she kind of like looks at Shanjan and cracks a smile and says, we're friends to the end, aren't we? And then looks at Xanth and says, and that means you too. But Inverna will never do anything without your complete trust. Do you trust me? And she just, she doesn't look at you, but she's like, you know I do. Friends till the end. And I, are you still holding out your hand? Mm-hmm. Let's say you are, and she, then she just reluctantly like grabs it. Um, when when she grabs it, Xanth still doesn't feel like the touching is appropriate yet. And, and he does something weird that he normally doesn't do. He walks away from the group. Walk into the mouth of pork, but we know if you trust me, I will guide you there. If you trust me, I'll be aware. I'll listen to your every word and burn up. Do not worry, cause I will always burn up candle for you cause you are my friend my very friend for the bitter end Inverna I know you don't trust the orcs but Inverna I love you like I love my hot dogs listen they're not they're not all winners they're not all wieners. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, one last thing before we go. Oh, God. Uh, Marvel Universe Stinger. You ready? Everyone's in this room. There are these six little cots. Everyone's like sleeping. Except for Inverna, who elves don't sleep. They kind of just meditate. And she kind of, you know, it's dark. And these three windows are here. Maybe the moon's moonlight's coming out. It's like all silver glow, you know. 
and she kind of uh, just stands up from where she was sitting, you know, on the ground, takes her hat off and puts it on Feeny's pillow, or I guess like on, you know, on her while she's sleeping. And then she says, uh, hate to say it, there really ain't more to me than violence. And she kind of just goes to this window and just kind of silently leaves. The end. for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D Dragon of Ice Fire Peak. Your cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf, Eduardo as Xanth the Centaur, and David as the Dungeon Master. You heard Austin as the narrator. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forsland and Happy Victory by Heatley Bros. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to This American Dice at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help us out. Austin will read every five-star review as your favorite bird sidekick. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. Oh boy. Uh, I think I have a bigger picture of him. Let me see. Oh, I like it bigger, Dad. I'm a big (laughs) boy. Oh boy. I like sausages and torture. (laughs) What? You know, as the sun sets finally. We keep ending on somber moments. I'm so sorry. We really do. She's like, just kidding. Give me the hot dog song. (laughs) (laughs) Hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot diggity dog, hot diggity dog. I did get tea done.